0: Diamond Club Baseball has produced elite athletes for 10 years now and is even trusted by your Colorado Rockies to run their scout team program. Diamond Club is based right here in Denver, and their goal is to treat player development just like it's a minor league organization so that your child can be set up for the ultimate success.
1: Everyone works together to make sure that everyone's getting the proper instruction that they need to help youth athletes grow and to become great ball players yet enjoy the game. That's why I have my son playing with Diamond Club, because it's, it's a great way to really show them
0: they're, they're learning baseball the right way. That was Sean. As he mentioned, his son plays on a Diamond Club team. They offer multiple summer camps, private lessons, high school teams, and youth competitive teams. Plus, their prices are more affordable than their competition.
1: Diamond Club has very fair price. You know, when you kind of pay and know that all fees for the tournaments, fields, uniforms, and instruction are taken care of as well as getting access to some of the things that other programs don't offer like entire team instruction and fitness programs you know, the whole package to really make sure that a ball player ends up a well-rounded youth athlete.
0: Believe us when we tell you that after experiencing the knowledge, positive attitude, work ethic, and fun that their summer camps provide, your child will want to play on one of their teams. Check out diamondclubbaseball.net today to learn more. Welcome in to the BSN Broncos Draft Podcast.
1: We're going to talk about everything from, uh, you know, athletic builds to ball skills. And and on we go, and down the line from there, right? Fill
2: in all the blanks in between, yes. Jeffrey Simmons, a guy that I really like. But he's just a marvelous interior penetrator. Special, special, special kid. What an abundance of choice you have with these interior defensive linemen in this class. Kyler Murray, as long as he gets to
1: draft day healthy, he will make more money. He's been asked the question. He's had multiple opportunities to say, I signed with the A's. I'm going to honor my commitment there. This isn't even a conversation.
2: And He hasn't done it. That's all he has to say. And maybe after the Bama game, it's like, geez, he's not just the first rounder. He's a top 10 pick. Frankly, I would take him ahead of Herbert right now. Then I think it'd be a toss-up with Paskin,
0: 100%. And now, here's your hosts, Andre Simone and A.J. Hayfali.
2: Welcome to the BSN Broncos Draft Podcast, presented by Elixinol. If Jake Plummer has endorsed Elixinol's hemp balm and provides him and his family with the endless benefits of CBD, then you should too. This is a non-THC product, and five percent of your purchase goes to a nonprofit of your choice. Visit elixinol.com to get yours today. Whew. You ready, AJ? We're back, back on the saddle again after a wild weekend. Of, it, feels, uh,
1: it feels like it's been forever, even though it's been like four days.
2: <laughs> oh, I know. I know. It's like I've been focusing on things that feel like another world, yeah. like the 2020 class and all these undrafted free agents. Yeah. And I mean, I immediately moved back to hockey and was like... Trying to make sense of how these guys change schemes and game plans. In fact, I've got all these other pieces. I've got, like, all the outlines and rough drafts ready, but then I need to do, like, the tougher 40% of the work, you know? So, um, yeah, I'm glad we had just a smidge less than a week to digest it all. Mm -hmm. And uh, we told you after day three we were going to wait for our kind of instant reactions Mm -hmm. and uh, take this time, and we are ready to grade this 2019 class, by golly. Uh, League-wide, division-wide. That's right. That's right. We're getting into it all, so I am quite excited for that. Me too, man and we should start with the AFC West I say. Yeah. Yeah, um I mean we should
1: really did anybody have a better class than Denver? Because I tell you what man and that's not even it's not it's not even like tooting the homer horn there, you know? Like we we liked last year's class. We did. There were a lot of We did. Like, it was like very solid, mm-hmm. right? Yep. You know, it was guys that were going to fill roles that that fit in. Yeah. And look at the look at the success that it had. You right. Know, we knew guys that were going to get on the field. Bradley Chubb was going to have a clearly defined right. role. Right. Right. You know, Cortland Sutton was going to have a clearly defined role, especially after the DD trade. Yes. You know, like that guy got on the field. Yeah. That was a big thing. Royce right. Freeman came in, got on the field. Josie right. Jewell, all of those guys, they had. They, they
2: needed Yadam. Yeah, didn't yeah, go as well right. as planned. But. For sure. I mean, that's
1: but it was it was just that these guys found their way to the field yep. and were given opportunities to contribute and they did well. Yep. And it was like, look, they found guys who were good players in mm-hmm. college that filled that that played certain roles, they that were translatable to the NFL and they right. they did it. And so instead of getting cute, right. They just went out and said, "Well, let's just recreate that formula." Yeah. And that's exactly what they did with well this
2: class. they bested it. I mean they last year was very nice value, good fits and need addressing needs Well and anytime you're talking about a quarterback of the here future, you're getting amazing value like I mean here's how I would put it. you and I because we do this draft pod year round yeah once the season, especially after the Super Bowl, you know we get we get people uh, in our mentions or yeah. DMs of hey, yeah. check out this draft simulation. And we can be the curmudgeons who say, I mean, you did an amazing job, but I doubt the Broncos will be able to get three or four first rounders in the draft, which, hey, reasonable assumption. Sure. This looked like a draft simulation. Cause yeah. we've seen these where it's like, oh, I got Drew Lock in the second round, and we're yeah. like, well, good for you, but like, I doubt hey, that's if, gonna happen. If that happened, that'd right. be amazing. And right? Then... Like, I doubt Risner will drop to forty-one, but hey, if it happened, that'd be amazing. And I'd love Draymond Jones in the third. But I mean, I you felt, know,
1: I felt good about Risner at forty-one. I felt like there was a between between the wide receiver and the cornerback run mm-hmm. that we were expecting. I felt like there was a really good chance for that guy to slip through the cracks if he didn't go late in the first.
2: Yeah, I was afraid that the O line run late in the first would get us, but yeah. thank you, Houston Texans. Thank you, Atlanta Falcons. Oh, well, and, and to be honest, Titus Howard and Caleb McGarry saved the Broncos in allowing Titus uh, Dalton Risner to drop. And,
1: and, I mean, had those guys dropped a Denver pick, I wouldn't have minded them. No. They would have been a little bit different in right. terms of the fits and, and the way right. that viewed them because Risner is going to be a plug and play starter at guard. Yeah. And he's a guy that could also play, you know, could. could st- theoretically be a swing tackle for you very serviceable center yeah so
2: or i mean be your starting center and be a stud (laughs) right like yeah
1: there's a lot of opera there's a Mm -hmm. lot of versatility with risner and we talked about going into it that that's what we really liked about um, several players and especially on the o-line where the needs are kind of still sort of everywhere yeah yep where, you're, like, point. you have players right. in place, but you don't know how good they are or necessarily. 100%. I mean, you've across gotten, the line, truly. Like, if Juwan James was so good, Miami wouldn't have been so willing to let that guy walk out
2: the Absolutely. Door. I mean, there are holes in his game. He'll yeah. need to work, and he'll need Munchak, and he'll need the help of the scheme. You
1: know, and Bowles, obviously, has had his ups and downs of course. in his time.
2: Leary's never healthy. <laughs>
1: right. Like, when you know? Leary's healthy, he's effective. Right. But he's, he's always battling injuries. Right. I don't know what an Elijah Wilkinson is, and
2: yeah, he's shown us another guy. Yeah, yeah, did well in spot he's duties, a guy. but yeah, like and a guy that's
1: shown like he's a he's a depth guy for a reason. Like right. that's not a that's not a guy that you want starting on a competitive yes offensive line. Um, but then you have you know Connor McGovern,
2: right? Another kind of question mark. We'll right. see. Like
1: yeah. we'll see, but replacing mm-hmm. a proven like very solid player. Yeah. For you.
2: Yeah. Totally. So You know what I love about this O-line now? And long-time listeners will appreciate this. Everyone but Leary, and I might be wrong about Leary too, played tackle in college. What an idea. Yeah. This is why you don't draft a guy who played guard in college. Well, this, in is, the,
1: this is the same thing in hockey where you at, draft centers in the wing. Yes. Like you draft guys that play yes. at premium positions, and then you fill out your roster with those cats. Right. Like, it just makes sense Mm -hmm. like it's it's just smart business when you have an opportunity to do that so the the value is everywhere and the talent is there and the absolutely the the meeting of value and need is everywhere and i'm not we're not going to relitigate the tight end thing um yeah it's fine like at this point it's on him (sighs) yeah it's going to be i think it's still going to be an uphill battle for him to prove worthy of the selection but if he goes out there and, and turns into an upper echelon tight end, that's why you used the first-round pick on him.
2: Yeah, and it, I mean, it's a weapon that opens up options. You know, I think seeing him as just a tight end might be a little limiting. If you look at him as he can be your big slot and he can be yeah. an H-back who's a, a weapon and you can move around and he opens up all these things... Sure. He has to produce. There's a real advantage in that. You know, yeah.
1: that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, it, for me, it's just like, look, it's got to be – the production has to be there. Mm-hmm. And and he's a rawer player. Right. Like, yeah. we'll see. There's a lot of work to be done I mean, there, but you like the potential. Of the that's lawyer. the
2: only guy of their first five picks who's a slight reach for me on my board. Took 20th, yeah. was 29th. Yeah. After that though they kill it because they get my 20th prospect in Drew Locke at 42, my 33rd prospect in Dalton Risner at 41.
1: The only thing that that gives me pause here mm-hmm. is that of their their top 3 picks. Only Risner is going to be a guy that plays like Yep. that you're that as of today
2: isn't spot duties, he's is, a plug and is play is starter. Yeah.
1: Guaranteed to be mm-hmm. a guy that is going to play mm-hmm. a lot for you. Right. We expect Fant to get there. Um, but with Jeff yep. Hireman around, like there's right, right, right. There's reason to believe it could be a kind of like Sutton last year. Like he'll play, mm-hmm. but, you know, he's got to kind of work his way into it a right. little bit more.
2: And I'd expect them to play about as many snaps as Sutton did in his rookie year. I think that's a reasonable expectation I think that for him. You know, between him being the, the slot, between him being doing a little H back, the yeah. second tight end. You mix and match that, you'll get to him playing well and 70 percent of the staff. Especially
1: because they didn't address the wide receiver position exactly in a, in a meaningful way, right? You know, Juwan right, right, Winfrey right. is. You know, we'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. But like they didn't. What I'm saying is they didn't use a a day two pick on a guy where. You have expectations of that guy being on the field for you a lot. Right. What you want one for That's a guy like, we'll see. Yep. You know, if he forces his way onto the field and into it, great. That's what you want. Right. But there's the expectations are not there right yep. off the bat yep. that he comes in and takes, you know. So that's still opportunity for Fant to get out there.
2: Right. And I think in a lot of ways he'll take some of those snaps away from the third receiver. Absolutely. I mean, that's just – and look, McCoy and Musgrave were all about 11 personnel, three wide outs. Yeah. We know that Scangarello is going to bring back that Kubiak offense where it's yeah. going to be a lot more two tight ends, a lot more two back sets, and that's going to open things up. Um, okay. So, yeah, for so me.
1: Denver's draft. We we still agree a week later. We've digested it. we moved on from it. We still agree. Mm-hmm. Crushed it.
2: Yeah, four top 50 players. Look, as you said, no immediate contributors. That's fine. You like, want to draft like best player available. Play. Mm-hmm. And
1: that's Draymond Jones will have a role; he will be part of the immediate rotation.
2: Yes. Same with Fant, as we just talked about. Right. Drew Locke. I mean, look, who cares? That's
1: we. Everybody understands the situation yeah. with Drew Locke.
2: And Hollins, honestly, between that Floyd role and the fact they didn't really address inside linebacker, yeah. I think they're gonna try. I think they're gonna give him every shot to play inside linebacker as he can. We'll see. And the more I think about it, the more I get kind of. Darius Leonard vibes. Um, I'm not saying he's going to lead the league in tackles or be rookie of the defensive well, rookie would be of a the pretty year. Fifth round pick. That would be quite decent. Uh, but, you know, guy has length like Leonard. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, he's taller but has shorter arms. Uh, but essentially, you know, you get it. Yeah. And better athletic testing. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's not a natural role. But I think between him kind of becoming the Broncos' third edge and being used as Leonard Floyd and having three edge rushers on the field at the mm-hmm. same time and him getting some snaps at inside linebacker. We might be surprised to see Hollins be more of an immediate contributor than we initially thought. I think. Okay. Um, so which is positive.
1: Going back to my original question of did anybody in the AFC West have a better draft than Denver? Not even close. So that's why we're starting with the Broncos at the top.
2: Not even close.
1: Next up, and I'm just doing this in alphabetical order. That's fine. The Chiefs.
2: Yuck. That's, that's um, how you feel about it. Yeah, let's just talk draft value. Forget about the trade for Frank Clark. Yeah, just, I would agree. And this is how I do my, my grades for the purposes of this show is based on the value, the where you selected at each pick, mm-hmm. did you get the best value for each pick? So, you know, the the Raiders aren't going to get a bump because, oh, they got four first-round graded players. Well, guess what? They had basically four first-round picks. So right. that's what you needed to do. So You're getting a C if you do what you were supposed to do. You didn't... In my eyes. You
1: did not do anything spectacular there. Right. You were already in position for that. And right. And you just didn't screw it up. Right. Completely. And
2: look, everyone gets better. That's the old cliche. Mm-hmm. This isn't about getting better because you had players. This is about changing your franchise's future this is what you should be doing
1: i mean three first round three first round picks man like you better you better do work right and here's the thing if that's not a franchise changing draft for you (laughs) right you've messed that up
2: right and you don't have three first rounders unless you're a really bad and had a top five pick (laughs) and b gave away some like franchise cornerstones like khalil mack and amari cooper right so gave away two players who went on to have
1: great impact elsewhere
2: Right, which is why On they, playoff teams those picks <laughs> ended up being so late too for him. So then back to the Chiefs. Yeah. Um so for Hardman
1: Hardman felt like
2: terrible pick. Oh no. At fifty six. We have we're
1: gonna have to cut Tyreek Hill. Yes. We need somebody that we think can come in and replace him. hmm And it just felt very panicky.
2: Oh, hundred percent. Now, they, they do a good job of identi like they did with Tyreek Hill way way back yeah. when identifying right they took a risk that's coming back to bite them right um but you know identifying guys that fit in their system that have skills they want and they clear they need a field stretcher they need a guy who can play outside or inside Mm -hmm. and they saw you know impact the return game hartman does all that um and has that similar type of blazing speed at 56 in front of paris campbell Mm -hmm. andy isabella terry mclaurin no thanks Right. right. You know, um
1: it was a bit of a surprise when the name popped up and we were yeah. kinda like, Okay, understand the totally where understand from, it. Right. But given some of the other guys available, it was a bit of a surprise.
2: That's a bad pick. And um not a top hundred player for me when they clearly could have got other speedy wide receivers yeah. who fit exactly what they're looking for. Well and there was, and there were was just a better small
1: players. group of those types of guys this mm-hmm. year. Then there was it was mm-hmm. weird because it was a year where there were no like studs.
2: At wide receiver, At wide receiver. But
1: there were clearly, like, bigger guys that that do certain things. And then there were smaller guys that have lots of speed. Right. And, like, guys that fit very neatly into those boxes that we put them into. And there was no, like, oh, this guy's an all-around monster.
2: Right. And the all-around monster was all projection and drop to the third round. (laughs) You know? Um, Then they take Jawan Thornhill, a workout warrior, amazing combine didn't stand out to me at the senior bowl don't love the tape i see a lot of bad angles and some bad decisions yeah i
1: wasn't a huge fan either
2: and i was as i was telling you i think he's a little redundant with Tyrion matthew um you know he's kind of that safety who can play in the slot he can play all over Mm -hmm. he's just not nearly as good or as instinctive and i think they thought we could really use a third corner he can play in the nickel we could really use a safety opposite Matthew. Yeah. Thornhill kind of checks off both those boxes. They might have ended up with a jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none. Yeah, and I, mean, and I mean, if it all works out. And that's and their second second-round pick, not good value for right. me.
1: If he, if he plays to his testing, this will be fine.
2: Oh, uh, 100%. We will be proven wrong on this for sure. Yeah. So, and then Kaelin Saunders, their best pick of the I, draft.
1: That was my favorite
2: pick yeah. of theirs. Uh, he's the only guy in my top 100. Now, Saunders, I think, has gotten overrated by the draft community because a lot of people just saw the North Dakota State tape, obviously the best FCS program in the land. He's lined up inside. They're putting him outside. They're having him play as a stand-up edge. (laughs) He's rushing the passer from everywhere, and he was so impressive. Um, His athleticism is undeniable. But, you know, you see other games like the Youngstown State game where he's playing inside a lot more. And those guards kind of bullied him. They had their way with him. So I think he's a situational pass rusher right now. I get the appeal, but I also think, meh. Um, you know, it, I don't love the pick at eighty four as some people do. I, I think I, it's fair value.
1: Right. I think it's right, right place, right time, right mm-hmm. position. It was a good, it was a good fit. And they definitely need somebody that can help them clog up the middle a little bit.
2: Right. So with three top eighty five picks, two reaches and one fair value. Yeah. <laughs> When you're yeah. in an immediate immediate win now window, that's not a good haul. Right. I do like, like getting,
1: getting guys that, yeah, are rotation guys for you. Right. Like, and like Hardman's right. gonna have like, we don't know what that's gonna look like. You know. Yeah. They're. they're that, gonna... that, I mean, there might be an uphill battle for him to to even get on the field right away.
2: Yeah, we'll see. Um, and they not, they might be like, forced to throw him on the field more than they'd like. Well, it's not
1: like rookie wide receivers are usually.
2: Yeah, that can be <laughs> yeah. a tough position, yeah. and I see too much drops on the tape too. Yeah, and you know, at a Georgia offense that was run heavy. I yeah. mean, but he was the first Georgia wide receiver taken. You watch the Bulldogs yeah. the last couple years; he's clearly not their best wide receiver. Right. Well, so, I mean,
1: he's like the fifth best guy on that offense at any given time.
2: Oh, that's generous. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely Riley Ridley, the two running backs, and Isaac Nada have yeah, the idea that he's impact. taken ahead
1: of Riley Ridley is actually
2: it's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy,
1: man. And and like totally different players. Mm -hmm. You know, totally different needs. Oh, of course. Right, right, right. So obviously that's why that vaulted him up there. Right, right. That's why I
2: mentioned Campbell, McLaurin, Isabella, not Riley Ridley. Wow. Right. It's shocking. It's one of these things where following the whole the college football season year round and then you see stuff like that, it's like, huh.
3: I, uh, I must not have
2: been watching the same games they did. I do like the pick of Darwin Thompson out of Utah State. Uh, he's an exciting little scat back for them. Who, yeah. uh, in the sixth round, pick two two fourteen. They'll find ways to use him, and
1: I mean that's that's one of those ones where you're
2: like, well, you know, you see the potential of it, but he's got to make it happen. Yeah, he'll be he'll be you know in an AFC West that already has Austin Eckler and Phil Lindsay. Mm-hmm. We just added another small speedster, so yeah, that's kind of fun for me. It's uh, so the Chargers' final grade on the Chiefs. I have a D. Now, again, the the grades I published, I take into account Frank Clark, so I gave them a, a bump up. Yeah. But purely going off the draft. Strictly draft. Yeah. So the
1: Chargers, I think it's safe to say we both like how they started.
2: Yes, exactly. Uh, exactly.
1: Obviously, we were both big Jerry Tillery fans, yeah. and they had no bigger position of need.
2: Yeah, that was up there, and they did a great job. I mean, I was hearing they might have to trade up to go get him, and he just landed their lap. So great job by them. Okay.
1: Uh and then I mean Nasir Adderley, just a plug and play guy. Guy and no problems getting on the field for them. Right. No problems finding a role for them. Right. Feels fills a deed, proper yep. proper value, good position, yep. everything no
2: complaints. And perfect fit next to Der- Derwin.
1: Had their had their draft stopped right there, they would have crushed it. Oh, A plus. And then it continued.
2: Yeah, Trey Pipkins out of Sioux Fall in the top hundred
1: at a position that they could really use immediate help. Exactly, taking a big time project like this, yeah. where th- it's always interesting to me when you take a, when NFL teams take guys like this. Yeah, because
2: in win now you're
1: windows. right, and you're talking about hey, these guys they need two years. Mm-hmm. You know, they need time to develop. Mm-hmm. They need a little bit of help. They're not going to get on the field right away. Yeah. But oh, it's a position of need, so you know. If he ends up hitting in two years, whatever. Kind, right. of, like, kind of like when the Broncos drafted Brendan Langley. Right. And they were like, hey, let's just teach this guy to play. Yep. And then and injuries happen, and the guy gets forced onto the field, and he gets chewed up, spit out, and changes positions. <laughs> and the same thing like with Trey Pipkins. It's like you have to hope that injuries, that this guy is not needed at any point. Right. Because if he gets put on an NFL field, he's going to get turnstiled.
2: Yeah, in an AFC West that now has right that's
1: got pass rushers galore.
2: Ogba opposite Frank Clark, right. Raiders. Whatever, we'll see how the young guys develop. You know, yeah. Chubb, Miller, obviously, and Ingram against Trey
1: Pipkins. I'm I'm still taking Arden Key.
2: Oh yeah, or Farrell or Max Crosby. <laughs>
1: right, like I'm I'm taking yeah. all those guys against 100%. right now Trey Pipkins. Those guys are all gonna right. work him
2: right. And a long-term project drafted in the top hundred, ninety-first overall right didn't test great at the combine you have to
1: really be comfortable with his right. long-term projection
2: like doesn't have 34 inch but arms. It's, it's
1: it's strange he's... because like he's not he, you can't put him on the field mm-hmm. right now yeah you can't put him on the field right now but you hope in two years this guy's a good starter for you yeah and
2: best of luck to you bolts I did love the Drew Tranquil cool pick.
1: Yeah, good player, guy that we both liked. The, they've and got a need solid. there. you know. Yeah.
2: They've kind of been trying to figure it out as Jatavis Brown. I'm higher on the most, but they don't seem to be. And so, then
1: moving on, right. e, I mean, Easton Stick. Come on. Come are you, on. Are you serious with this? Yeah.
2: We're running some Wildcat stuff with him, Lamar Jackson, uh, like, Joe Flacco he,
1: style. Can he even beat out Cardell Jones for
2: the third quarterback spot? I mean, just at face value, I would say no. Right, and that's a fifth-round pick. With a, with a head start. And that's ahead of quarterbacks that we liked, like Brett Rippon, just to name one. <laughs> you know? Right. Ty- Say all you will about Tyree Jackson. I'd much rather gamble on Tyree Jackson than Easton Stick. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, Rippon sounds like a homer thing in retrospect. I ranked Rippon much higher than Well, I mean, all you Stick.
1: have to do is go back and listen to our our, our day three recap before the undrafted free agents started getting right. signed. And he was the guy that we both honed in on yep. and said, if you can get that guy, that's a huge steal for you, and that's yep. a major upgrade.
2: And these are two guys who were both at the East-West Shrine game. Easton Stick, not looking good. Right, Rippin it killed it. Strange pick. So I don't get that. Um, and then whatever. They add a little more depth on the defense with right. Emeka Gubule and Cortez Broughton.
1: Neither, neither one of these guys were, you know, yeah. Broughton, broughton, just because of the position that he plays and mm-hmm. the desperate need that they have at that spot, right? Um, could see field for them, but right. yeah, if he does, it probably won't be a good thing.
2: No, that'll be a disaster for them. So you know, just based off their draft, that's uh, a B for me. It's three players in my top seventy-five. Great job on defense. <clears throat> Lacking some, lacking the offense, and that was big for them. You well, know,
1: outside of I think outside of Tillery, lacking any kind of like high end potential.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, like I really like. You're counting on Pittsburgh. I like really.
1: Messier Atterley, but I think Same. He'll Same. be a he'll be a plug and play guy that right. will just be solid.
2: He was respectable value. He wasn't a steal for me.
1: Well, and I don't I don't think he has like like all pro future. No, ahead no of no. don't.
2: Agreed. Uh,
1: Whereas like the superstars next to him and Derwin James. You know, guy that's gonna wreck games right. for you. And that's really and, his And Adderley's value. just like I'm not I won't screw this position up.
2: Right. Yep. Totally.
1: And that was kind of my thing with the Chargers draft was that outside of, of Tillery I didn't think that they had like I I liked 100%. some of it, but they didn't they didn't get difference makers. Yeah. And yeah, that's, yeah, totally. I mean, hey, you don't, you're not always going through, especially when you're drafting late. Exactly. You want to, they did a good job finding guys who are going to f- fill roles and, and get on the field and giving right. their position as a team that's thinks it's going to win 12 games. That's fine.
2: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, and then we get to the Raiders.
1: <laughs> we get the Raiders Oof. and an interesting start. Let's, let's, let's break this into two parts. Mm-hmm. Let's yes. break this into let's break this into how they did in the first round and the rest of their draft because yeah. three first round picks a unique situation that uh-huh. has to drastically alter the future of your franchise. Uh-huh.
2: Do these three picks do that? Oh, tough to say. I'd say no. So I'd say no. With, and I'm higher on Cleveland Farrell than right. almost everyone. And so with Cleveland Outside Farrell, <laughs> <laughs> right, apparently, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. So
2: with Cleveland Farrell, you're going to get a good player. 100%. are you going
1: to get a major difference maker? We'll see.
2: Yeah, here's my thing about Farrell. And you know, we abide by the old scouting logic of you don't you don't knock a player for something out of their control. Sure. Uh Farrell was on an insanely good defensive line. Absolutely. Three two other first rounders with him and another top 100ish pick who was ultra productive in Austin Bryant. Yeah.
1: A guy that went in the fourth round. Like right. The worst player on that line was a fourth-round pick right. is, is what the reality was.
2: Swap him out for, say, Melvin Ingram on the Chargers line. Ooh, I like that. Swap him out for Ogba on the Chiefs line. Ooh, I like that. Swap him out for Chubb on the Broncos line. I think he could still have you know maximize his talents. Mm-hmm. On the Raiders' defensive line where he has to be the guy. Yep. He's the star. I worry. I worry sure. that that lack of elite athleticism will hurt him. But he has great length, great motor, great finishing ability, great power. I think he'll be solid. But I think you're looking at an 8 to 12 sacks a year guy. But, right, in a situation like Oakland where all the attention's focused on him, he might suffer. Josh and Jacobs, yeah, fine.
1: So, like, look, it was the easiest mock pick outside of the top 10. Yeah, right. I think
2: everyone, everyone nailed it. Right.
1: Everybody had Jacobs to to the Raiders with one of those picks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Um and my my problem fine. is is that it's just not a super high impact position.
2: Yep. And yep. position values and, and
1: he I had problems with all year. I never came around to him.
2: Yeah, lack of production's concern. You're going off of purely flashes.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um so yeah, that's a uh, that's concerning with Jacobs. And then you have...
3: Should we cut it now? No.
2: Okay. And then Let's we have Jonathan Abram, which... Man. Good, yeah. Yeah, at 27, to me, it's a bit of a reach, but...
1: So then so then the rest of it, um, Mullen was really good value. At 40 at, with, at, I with I mean, them moving uh, down. Across from Conley. And then, uh, you know, Max Crosby is a guy that upside guy. That I can, think that was a tremendous pick. Yeah, we'll be just fine. Yeah, uh, Isaiah Johnson, Foster Morrow, guys that are going to play for them, guys that are going to get on the field. And good you know, gambles. They did not. They did not replace Jared Cook in free agency, so there's a hole there at tight end in the fourth round. Why not? Right, right. Like that's a that makes a lot of sense. And then Hunter Renfro, can't complain about that. Yep, that's just a solid football player that knows how to play the game that mm-hmm. can. And, and they don't you know they don't have such high talent on their, their team right. that they can't find that a way for that guy to play yeah. quickly. They've added a lot
2: of quality receivers so, this offseason. I don't
1: too. think they did as well as they could have with three first-rounders. Agreed. But with the rest of their draft, they found all of those guys are going to play. All those guys that mm-hmm. we named. I don't know what a Quentin Bell is. Nobody <laughs> for NFL Network apparently did
2: either. Right. Mayock stumped the truck, which right. was amazing. Six guys in my top 80, though, that's what you needed to do. Right. And they, a- they did what they had to do. They got a bunch of
1: guys that are going to get mm-hmm. on the field and— how well this class gets graded turns out, and we'll
2: see on their evaluations. They'll either be right or they won't be. Right. Yeah, it's a B-plus draft for me. Um, and they maximized character guys at the top and then got great value after that. So. Absolutely. So that's the AFC West. We'll be back for segment two to talk about how the Broncos draft stacks up against the rest of the NFLs. Yes. And we'll go from there. We'll get into some bests and worsts, and yep. then we've got some questions, I believe. Yeah, and we're going to talk about the question of the week because we go. RK and Zach forgot, so. Oh, great. We're fine to do that because it's draft-related, so right, right up our you. wheelhouse. Yep. Cool. We'll be right back
4: what's up guys ryan konigsberg here and i gotta tell you about the blake street tavern it's my favorite sports bar in town as evidenced by the fact that we had our fantasy draft there it's where i watched super bowl 48 it's where i watched CU win a pac-12 basketball championship back in the day Uh, it's the place to be for any sporting event it's the biggest bar in town i always joke you could land a 747 in there it was named the national sports bar of the year in 2017 by nightclub and bar magazine It wins best sports bar in Denver seemingly every year from westward. Anyone else that's voting, it's the place to be. Uh, They've got great specials, and the food is out of this world. I recommend the nachos, the green chili fries, uh, the buffalo chicken wrap. You name it, they've got it, and the location is perfect. Just two blocks north of Coors Field, and they have parking. So go check out the Blake Street Tavern.
2: And we are back, BSN Broncos draft podcast andre simone aj Hayfley. i didn't even introduce us in the first segment i was so amped to get into the afc west peeps just know yeah so booyah back we are and talking more grades recapping that yeah lovely 2019 um draft simulator that occurred in real life <laughs> yeah it felt like a draft simulator at times <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, the way the Broncos did it, it One, absolutely I mean,
1: like, was. Watching Chauncey Gardner-Johnson fall to the fourth round, I'm like rolling my eyes in the back of my head every time somebody else takes another defensive back.
2: Yeah, so weird. It sounds like maybe something happened with his interviews. I thought the Saints were able mm-hmm. to make the best of their draft, though, between Eric yeah. McCoy, who we admittedly weren't the biggest fans of. Yeah, but great value. Right, and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. and I mean, that plugs holes at important areas mm-hmm. for them, man. And when you have very limited picks. Right, right. In obvious areas of need. Yeah. Go
1: out and get better.
2: This will be a big gear for that Marcus Davenport trade.
1: Yeah. Kind he needs of, to take a big As step a side forward.
2: note. Yeah. Um because this was such a loaded edge class. You could have made the argument you could have just given up, I don't know, a third to move up a couple spots, get Montez sweat. I was gonna say they would have been in Montez Sweat. Right. Territory. And obviously you
1: can't know that, but Of course. Like you have to plan ahead. We yeah. saw yeah. we saw teams this year purposely Kicking the can down the road on certain positions mm-hmm. like quarterback and wide receiver, yeah, because next so. year's class is going to be crazy. You had to know they're off. Their front office had to know that this year's class was going to be. You'd hope so. Edge heavy. Yeah, we knew it when we previewed the right. class in August. Right,
2: and having seen both of them live in Mobile at the Senior Bowl, Sweat to me as the much superior edge rusher to um <laughs> to Davenport to Davenport who which. was
1: like super raw. Right, 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 right. That was a guy that they gambled on a small school upside there.
2: Yes, big time. Right, and incredible measurables. So with that little side note on the Saints, good and bad, uh, what are some other classes that stood out to you positively? Washington
1: yeah i mean speaking of montez sweat and it's not even just that they so you get your quarterback of the future at 15 you don't trade up you don't do anything you just sit you just sit pretty insane
2: my fifth best prospect and
1: then you do trade up because montez sweat keeps falling in the first round and so they go and they get an elite edge rushing prospect
2: yeah and sweat i couldn't believe sweat dropped
1: and then they just did work man after that they got to you know terry mclaurin in the third round. Insane. Bryce Love in the fourth round. You know, mm-hmm. Bryce Love, who would have been a first-round pick last year had mm-hmm. he come out. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and continuing on down, Wes Martin and Ross Piersbacher, your big uglies up front, right, it's fortifying a, an offensive line that really hasn't been very good.
2: And yeah, and then, deal with injuries.
1: You continue on. Kelvin Harmon in the sixth and
2: Jimmy Moreland in the seventh round. What a great value Harmon was at that point. And they are desperate for receivers. You get your speedster and, like, great character, great special teamer, McLaurin, and then your big-bodied athlete in Harmon outside. All of a sudden, you've got some weapons for Haskins. Jimmy Moreland. Right. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy Moreland in the middle of the seventh round. like Great value pick. Great little sl- He will find a role in the league. Mm-hmm. Whether it's as a third or a fourth corner, don't matter. Even as an ace special teamer, mm. he will make a 53 comfortably. And Jordan Brailford, look, it's a seventh round pick. We weren't the highest. This is a guy who was very productive in the Big 12 yeah. as an edge rusher, adds more depth. I think that's maybe a better value pick than – LJ Collier from the same conference was maybe as productive in the first round or Ben Banagu in the second, getting Mm. Brailford in the seventh. Like, sign me up. Yeah, they had an insane draft, three guys in my top 25.
1: Washington was really a team I thought just absolutely
2: crushed. Nailed it, and they've kind of been in this limbo, right, of uh, we have a decent roster, but they're always injured. We're missing a quarterback. We lost some guys in free agency, like – we're the least interesting team in the league. Now they become so interesting. They have an identity. They have some real key building blocks at the most premier positions in the game, yep. which can't be understated. After that, who stood out to you? Who impressed you? Because we're in agreement on the Redskins.
1: Yeah, you know, I liked, I like the Steelers, and I know that we interesting we, we diverge on that. Yeah, yeah. I like them because Devin Bush is a perfect fit for them. You know, and it yeah, was expensive. Yes. you know it cost it cost them a little bit to go up and get him, but mm-hmm. when what Pittsburgh I think does so well is that they understand who they are, you know, culture wise, everything they do, fair, they fair. just they get it, they yeah. get who they are, and they know how to go and get it. Yeah, and you know Deontay Johnson out of Toledo.
2: I thought a reach at 66. Yeah,
1: I don't love it, but... But you're going to make a
2: great point right now. Right. The, yeah. s-
1: the Steelers have been among the best draft and developed teams for at, wide the wide at the wide receiver position for the last five to seven years. They oh, just keep churning right, right. out talent. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so at that point, you know, I may not agree with it, but they clearly know what they're doing at that position. Right. And so I'm, I'm just trusting that they get that one right. Yeah. But it was really... The, the last after that, that I I loved what they did. It did open up like after that. Yeah, Justin right. Lane was such a good fit for mm. them. And Phenomenal he was, pick. And he was a guy that, middle of the third round, Denver could
2: have taken him in the middle of the second round, and I wouldn't have batted an eye. Oh, right. Or had they stayed at 20, there was a lot of talk of, oh, they could go after Greedy or they could reach for Rocky Sin. Forget right. using the twentieth pick on right. one of those guys. Wait till the eighty third pick and get Justin Lane. Sign me up. Right. And and then Benny
1: Snell Jr. at running. I mean, again, this is an identity. Culture, Can't argue like, it. Yep. This is a leader. This is a difference maker in terms of culture and tangibles. Yep. A guy that's going to come in. He's going to set the right tone. He's More gonna, depth, if nothing and, else. And after the Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown combustions. You know, this is a real resetting mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. expectations and getting a certain kind of guy in there yeah, right. that I really like. And then, all, you know, going down, Sutton Smith, Isaiah Bugs are both guys that I think are going to get on Great the picks. field for them. Yep. And I just, it felt to me like this was a, this is an organization that understands. Gets it. Like yeah. they get, they get what they're doing and who they are and they go out and they identify that. And when you go down this class, and again, I've I've heavily emphasized this, guys that get on the field. Yeah. You yep. know, Devin Bush, Justin Lane, Benny Snell, Sutton Smith, and Isaiah Bugs are all guys that I am confident will get on the field for them. 100%. You know, Zach Gentry could. Deontay Johnson could. Mm-hmm. Johnson, I think, is probably a longer-term play, especially with their depth at Both that position. Both specialty
2: probably players immediately, right. like we talked about some with the Broncos Absolutely. and Fanton Jones. Yep.
1: Um, but guys that could easily develop mm-hmm. into players that find significant yes. roles on that team. Yes, you know, so I, I just I love what they did. I yeah. love that that's that's an organization that doesn't have a problem understanding their identity right. and being comfortable drafting to that identity, and that's such a big thing that you know when we talk about Cleveland trying to change their culture. You know, it's not just. Or we've about, seen
2: it in Denver with you know going after team captains. Right. And, yeah. It's not
1: just about t- drafting talented players. You have to draft guys that fit into your room, yeah, fit into your scheme. You know that that are guys who f- play to the identity that you're you're trying to build as mm-hmm. an organization, and that and that you're trying to make repeatable. And for for them, I just I thought they did such a good job at it.
2: Yeah, you've sold me on it a little. I gave them a C, only two guys in my top 60. But you're right. The value they were able to get out of that day three and the immediate contributors are very intriguing. Um, and, and those guys, I mean, obviously they have you know, to produce. Like, if those guys have to
1: get on the field and be good. Right.
2: If there's one counterpoint to the Broncos, it's not only that the Broncos maybe lack a little in full-time contributors immediately, which mm-hmm. I'm fine. The right. draft is all about best player available, value. Right. Don't worry about plugging immediate needs. Do right. that in free agency. It's that if when you start off with the 10th pick, I'd like just a little more star power. Yeah. Well, Pittsburgh and, was and able to get that with Bush. And so, it, to, it, their, it defense. The to their defense. The other
1: thing about Pittsburgh though that you can you can have a fair knock on is that the high end isn't there. Outside of yeah. Bush. Yeah. yeah. No, that, I mean I mean none of these like these guys are all you're talking about solid football players. The
2: trade cost them.
1: But yeah absolutely it cost them in high end talent for sure and and they're not going to have that that same like high wattage you know that it's not going to be the same that they did not go and get a bunch of high ceiling guys mm-hmm. they got a bunch of really solid you know low floor yep you know middle ceiling kind of yep. kind of guys totally. where the range isn't you know they're going to get nfl players out of them but right. they may not drastically improve from rookie year to third year right you right. know, and then second contracts, we'll see.
2: Right. So, so far of the two teams we've talked about, I do have a slightly higher grade for the Redskins, a full A, to well, the they, Broncos,
1: they A minus. They, I mean, Washington had an amazing
2: talk guy. about high end talent. You get a quarterback, oh. you get an edge rusher like that, and one of my favorite wide receivers. So, right, yeah. I mean, just to name it, we, we a- just went absolutely. down the line. So, another, you get one more class that stood out to you. Maybe one and a half. We'll see. We'll see how generous I feel. I hate to do this, but New England. Yeah, yeah. And I must say, I typically don't love the way the Patriots I draft. I
1: really don't. I think they've been super overrated for mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. I always think that they get they get too cute, yeah. trying to get yeah. guys that they think can turn into specialty players for them. Yes. Where they 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 envision, okay, this guy will play one role for us, and he can do this. And Bill Belichick's a genius, so right. he can make everything work. You know? Right. So I, they just get a little too up, up up, into their own attitude a little bit. Oh, man. What a great way to say that politely. <laughs> right.
2: Um. Yeah, and so I take a bit of offense to the Patriots do it again because it's like they haven't had a good draft in a decade. Right. Their genius is in cutting guys just at the right time. Right. And then picking up underrated free agents. Yeah. And, fit. you know, that fit, like when they got to or, you know, uh, th- just on down the line. Right. I mean, there's there's um, tons of, of like later contributors who you get right. for basically nothing. And guys they that they think out are at the end guys. of their careers. Right. That
1: they squeeze one last year right. out Chris of in, long and in a very like specific that. role where they're uh-huh. like, hey, we can find a spot for
2: this. Like guy what they interview. did with Trent Brown last year. Perfect. They example. traded for a seventh rounder, get Trent Brown. Let him and leave everybody was like for a mega contract. Eh,
1: this guy isn't going to do it. Right. You know. The last two years, they trust they trust their O line coach, right? You know, uh, they trust what they're doing, and that they can they can get a good guy to fill that position. Mm-hmm. And I think this this draft class though is
2: yeah, this is an incredible. Well, job. and
1: this is this is value. It's positions of need, mm-hmm. and it's got the high end. These guys could be difference makers. Yeah. Now, obviously, I feel that way because they take Nikhil Harry. And I spent all year loving Nikhil Harry. You love Nikhil Harry. But I think, I think I mean, <laughs> until Tom Brady's not there, he's going to make the most of some of those guys around him. And I think Harry's going to be a big-time addition for them.
2: And he fits in so well. They have their slot in Julian Edelman. They have their deep threat in Philip Dorsett. Harry can be what he is. Right. Big body, outside wide receiver. Red zone weapon, possession guy, yak weapon. Everything that you want. Yeah. No, he's a nice fit.
1: And then, I mean, Joe Juan Williams is is a guy that— I like him. A a pre-draft fit. You couldn't have found a better one Mm -hmm. between player and and organization.
2: And they've been playing more aggressively. I like how good his ball skills are. He doesn't shy (laughs) away from a challenge. He's going to be good.
1: Absolutely. And I mean Chase, Chase, Chase Winovich is a home stupid. run. Stupid! It's stupid so that he drops good. to seventy-seven. Today. It's he was so Stunt. so good because when you're watching Rashawn Gary tape and Chase Winovich dominates it, oh yeah, and you're just like, who is mm-hmm. this? And then he tests well. I right. thought when he tested well,
2: that put any question to rest. It, it should
1: for it, for me. I thought this guy's going to be a top forty yeah. pick. Yeah, he was that good at Michigan. That's how right? I had him ranked. And I I'm still stunned. He he when i mean i can't believe it either had to be a victim of the class that of, of a an edgeridge class that was as deep as it was cuz in a normal year i can't imagine but jec winovich with, the
2: edgeridge class dropped off after the top guys that went in the first so i just don't explain his drop i
1: i just he was too good,
2: man. I mean, good, good for them. Productive player. Some have compared him to Rob Nankovich. He's like a rich man's.
1: Yeah, Nick, I mean, Rob Nankovich like, wishes. Yeah, right, right. Exactly. Yeah, and then I mean, on down the line, Damian Harris.
2: Right, don't love a, Damian Harris, but kind you add of a strange him. Strange fit. One, two, Sony Michelle. You have your Bell cows. Then you have your receiving backs and James White, Burkhead. Right. That's the thing. Like, who's, oh where's man, he, when's
1: he gonna get on the field? Yeah, that's that's true. the only thing true. I think. But you like the upside
2: and running backs. You know that. They get injured, like, for sure. Take another shot. You dominated, run first. You could make sure you can again. You
1: could be an organization that takes the third, uses a third round uh, pick on a running back every year, and yeah. you would be cycling through <laughs> right. intelligently. Totally.
2: And then the pick of all picks.
1: Right. Of course. You're going to love Janika Juice. And I mean, at the end of the third round, that's dumb.
2: He might have to do a red shirt year because of the injuries, which technically would be a gray shirt year. But, um, yeah. They did this with Isaiah Wynn a year ago, though, right? Mm-hmm. So Isaiah Wynn's going to be healthy. Yadni can get his gray shirt in. Next year, they're your two bookends for the future.
1: And then, uh, you Yikes. know, Froholtz was a guy that we liked. Yeah. Yeah. Solid. Shout then, out to
2: our Danish listener. Right. Yeah. And
1: and then obviously, Jared Stidham as a potential quarterback of the future. Great value fourth yeah. round. Yeah. Like, let's see what he looks like. Uh, the only real thing that I would have a complaint with is the fact that they traded up for a punter.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But hey, pick 163, I'm fine with it in the fifth right. round. Look, I like Whatever. Byron Cower, former five-star recruit in their system. I think they could get that out of him. Ken well, Webster. The they co- do a
1: great job of finding yes. defensive tackles. Yes. Under every rock that they can look under. Right. They find productive DTs. Right.
2: And then Ken Webster at the end of the seventh. That's a guy who tested really well. Yeah. He's been on the radar for a long time. That's another great pick. So. That's another class I had graded just slightly above the Broncos A-. They get a full A, like the Broncos, four players in the top 50. I just think, well, for one, they had more picks and got more out of it. Um, and Did a great job. You know, just hunted value at each turn. I think you got slightly better value from the Patriots than the Broncos draft. So credit to them. They really had an amazing I mean, draft.
1: Quality and quantity for them. Yes. They, I thought they they were awesome. Yeah, they took care I would of that. think Washington and New England had my favorite draft classes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, that's what, what my grades would say. Um, actually, I just lied because my highest grade is the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, okay. Only team to get an A-plus, five players they got were in my top 50. Um, seven in my top 100. That's a really good now again, we're not I'm not grading any trades, right? So I'm mm-hmm. not taking into account you know, obviously the, for the me disaster of Rosen. the Rosen Isabella return is terrible, no matter how high I am on Isabella. <laughs> right. That's just an awful return. You um, just hope
1: that I mean you just at that point you're just ripping off the band aid and you're saying what's everybody's right. done.
2: And it was very twenty eighteen Browns where it's like, you guys know you can draft players above six feet, right? <laughs> Where they start off with Murray Murphy, and you're it's right. like, I mean, I like those guys, but, man, the identity you're building is small. Yeah. Um, but after that, Isabella, who in the four-wide air raid-type system that Kingsbury is going to run, a slot like that's going to be perfect. Hakeem Butler outside to complement that? Wow, what a great pick. I am still baffled that the NFL passed on Hakeem Butler for three rounds a guy with those measurables, that testing. I'm not. I know. I mean, there's some inconsistencies on tape, but there are also some of the most, the flashiest high upside plays of I any receiver. Don't in don't love class. the hands. Yeah. I mean, it's concerning when your job is to catch footballs and your hands aren't consistent. That should be a concern. Yep. Um, and as I've tried to simplify scouting for wide receivers who are always one of the toughest positions, I've learned that valuing hands is important. So we'll see. But I also see some really high high level of difficulty catches from him, which reassure me that maybe the hands can be fixed with a little more consistency. Zach Allen I've been talking about all year. Love that pick. Love the versatility that brings I mean, to their front. The
1: Deontay Thompson pick. Deontay is Thompson is stupid. Might be their best pick.
2: Yeah. Um, and look, even Keyshawn Johnson from Fresno State, Lamont Gaylor – Gaylord, I'm not sure I pronounced that right. But anyways, the center from Georgia, really nice value. And I've loved this Caleb is, Wilson for a long time. This is what I didn't
1: like about their draft. A receiving
2: tight end, though, in this system is phenomenal.
1: All the end of it outside of Caleb Wilson, which, I mean, as Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, crazy.
2: Like, this guy's going to catch 60 balls in that offense. Um, I won't say anything. <laughs> fine. But anyways, I just think... They had to knock it out the park and they did. With the and, value and it's they funny because,
1: like, this class, as good as it looks right now, it's all about Kyler Murray in the end.
2: Sure is. Sure is. But they put that's some a, really nice pieces around That's a around
1: hard them. left turn for your entire organization. Mm-hmm. You draft, you trade up and draft your quarterback of the future, and then you do it again the very next year. Yeah. So they've yeah, got to true. get it right. With between Kingsbury and Murray, they have to have gotten this absolutely right.
2: Yeah. So that's really the only class I wanted to add. I guess the we talked about this. We both liked what Jacksonville did. Yeah. I have Cincinnati graded slightly higher even though we both hated their second round pick and Drew Sample. And he's a blocking tight end. A blocking tight end, big bodied guy. But they come away with seven guys in my top hundred. And we always talk about how top hundred, that's where you'll get future stars. And they did
1: a really good job on the lines where they needed seven? a lot of help.
2: Right, and, and they got a lot of offensive players for Zach Taylor.
1: That's really where they needed a lot of help. Mm-hmm. That was in the trenches, uh, getting you know, because they they lost a lot of their games just because they couldn't, they can't, they can't protect, they can't run block, they can't do anything. You, you know, having a guy like Joe Mixon not going to make any kind of difference if that guy's no one's blocking for him. Right, if he's if he's getting right. first contact is happening at best at the line of scrimmage. Right,
2: same with AJ Green. Like, yeah. no one can throw it to him. Yeah, guess you, what.
1: He's not. He doesn't have four seconds to run down there.
2: Right, right. And I mean, look, Drew Sample, good blocker. That's going to help. Jonah Williams, super clean, great pick. And and Michael Jordan, love that. Well,
1: and and that was what I liked was the line that they picked later on.
2: Yeah, Travion Williams and Rodney
1: Anderson. Both yikes. Strange strange though. To get like, both. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To do to take both of the big risks like that. Right. And it's it's I guess it's I mean, like Williams if, is your scat back. If like. one of these works out, then great. Right. But like you you already kind of have a crowded backfield there in Cincinnati. Yeah, true. You had two more guys to it and it's it was kind of like the when Denver drafted David Williams last year.
2: Yeah, game. where it was like, What are we doing? Right.
1: Yeah. Like what why like right. okay so you like this guy on tape a little bit but right yeah like, this was this is already a super crowded position he performed really well in the preseason and still couldn't make the team
2: yeah uh, really well might be generous but pretty well yeah i i was really surprised you were him, impressed i guess i mean the thing is when i watched tape of him at arkansas he'd get like 10 yards past the line of scrimmage and like trip on <laughs> right he'd the, the strip on the him. paint, yeah. yeah. So it, just seeing him actually stay on his feet for more than 10 <laughs> yards was uh, baffling. But And then, look, two running backs, uh, two linebackers, and Deshaun Davis, who don't love the pick, but super late, high-character guy, captain out of Auburn, and can be a Vontez Perfect, like not very athletic, and Jermaine Pratt, super athletic linebacker. So I like that.
1: Didn't like the Pratt pick.
2: No? No. You think just a little too high at 72?
1: Yeah, where, like, I thought he was like a f- – he really looked like a fifth round guy to me, and so taking interesting, him, taking him that high, and especially because I
2: don't, I'm intrigued by his athleticism. I th- think she he showed some growth in his game.
1: I think they need to start over at that position, and so I would have liked if they maybe had yeah. added to it, yeah, and some competition there. I don't know that Jermaine Pratt on, is enough on his own is going to be enough. Where they really need to kind of rework that whole right. that whole linebacker core,
2: right? So. Those are the classes that are within the Broncos same range as the best classes in the draft teams that got quality they got quantity. They got high end guys. They got
1: guys that will contribute. It's going to be, those are all solid classes. Yeah.
2: Really strong classes. We're going to come back with our, some of our least favorite classes. And we're also going to address the question of the week. So stay tuned. We're going to pay some bills real quick and we'll be right back.
0: Piper electric has been a part of the Denver community for over 35 years.
2: And we are back BSM Broncos podcast Andre Simone AJ Haefley recap in the draft going to talk about some losers now or look there's the everyone's a winner underwhelming classes for how we valued who they brought in Yeah I'll let you start Well let's should we start on the one we agree with in the Motor City Yeah the team uh, the city that hosts the most hated hockey Hockey team in the land. Uh, it <laughs> used to be, at least. Um, RIP to the Red Wings being good. Uh, so, yeah, the Detroit Lions Yo, they're gonna and get Pavel Dotsy Matt Patricia. Jesus.
1: I know. He's going to come back and lead them to a ninth-place finish in the East and screw up their rebuild. I'm very excited. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Watching I a bad team pick 12th every year. Nah.
2: You're not seeing this because we're looking at different trackers. Mm-hmm. The NFL.com tracker has changed a bunch of guys' first names. Perfect. TJ Hawkinson is now Thomas Hawkinson. Is that, who, is that what the T stands for, though? Bro, Maybe I could, it is? I could I mean. tell you how he blocked and his best games and his strengths and weaknesses as a receiver. I could not tell you what T the T in TJ stands for. Okay. i was um, just curious. So Hawkinson at 8. Fine, I have no complaints. Surprise, surprise. Obviously, AJ hated it. Um,
1: I'm sorry. This is the they're they're like the model of why you don't with the tight end. Like this is their third first it's round. It's a tight luxury end. pick, though. Like they went Brandon Pettigrew, Eric Ebron, and now T.J. Hawkinson. Basically, they draft one, they draft a guy in the first round at the tight end position. Let him play out his rookie contract. He leaves, and then wherever they are in the draft that year, they do it again. Yeah, I mean, fair. That, like, this is, is, this is the third time they've done it.
2: It's mad stupid to do so this. So it's
1: just like, it's like okay, if you're, there was ever a test case here for why you don't do it, it's that Detroit keeps doing it, and it keeps blowing up in their face.
2: Yeah, fair. Um,
1: and obviously, yes, I hated it.
2: Right. I mean, and look, they should have prioritized more important spots. Well, and, like, you're dropping eighth like overall the for edge, a reason here, Chief. Edge rush O-line, right. right. Like, you it's need, a luxury you need
1: impact players, and you go and get, like, a two-way tight end. It's like, a little oh, great. obtuse. You added a sixth offensive lineman? Yeah. Who's it's, maybe going to give you 40 catches next year? Like, dope, it's guys.
2: very, very kind of lacking in awareness. Jelani Tavai. I hated it. Yeah. I mean, it's not. Look at 43. It is a terrible value Like pick. a
1: top 50 pick on that dude?
2: No matter how you feel yeah. about Tavai, I think we'd agree.
1: Well, I mean, that's that's, that's oh, look, one we're like, switch. I see
2: some intriguing tools, but.
1: Switch yeah. Tavai and chase Winovich, and I'm fine.
2: Oh, yeah. Like, chase problem Wendell. is Detroit didn't come away with chase. Wendell. That's
1: <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah.
2: yeah no, I'm a hundred percent. I mean, you like, can do that. Switch him be... with Jermaine Pratt. I'm okay with it. <laughs> like, okay. You know, like just to, uh, switch it with drew tranquil. Who was drafted in the one forties. <laughs> right. I can talk to myself. I my, talk myself into it. He was drafted maybe a hundred spots too early. That's a, that's it's... what we call a reach in the biz. Yeah. Kids.
1: Um, even ESPN had him 50 spots early.
2: Yeah, yeah I mean, it's high. Uh, Will Harris, safety out of BC. Fine, 81, too rich. There was plenty of depth at safety. Uh, this was before Deontay Thompson or Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. needed right. to say more.
1: I mean, Austin Bryant.
2: Like, fine. Like, he's an I'm okay player, but fine. this is what
1: I'm saying, though. Chase Winovich, you don't take Austin Bryant there. Yeah,
2: no, it's dumb. I a, The Amani uh pick, the Boston, Penn State uh, I like cornerback. I like that. That's maybe their one. Good player, good value. Isaac Nott in the seventh was a decent pick. Good player, good value. Shame they didn't already draft a tight end in yeah, the top ten.
1: Really, really awesome to use the eighth pick in the draft on a, <laughs> on a tight end and then get a player who might end up being – Like, might end up pushing him for that job with the 10th pick in the 7th round. Yeah.
2: So, anyways, this is a team who had a top 10 pick at each round. And three top (laughs) 100 selections. They come away with two top 100 players for me. Not great. Um, Yeah, and I think that other top 100 guy was uh, the the Penn State corner. So, (laughs) craziness. Uh, Not good. That's a D for me. Yeah. Who else did you not like? Atlanta. Hotlanta. Really tell me about it. You know, and it's it's they
1: need to protect Matt Ryan. They're they're only gonna go as far as, as far as Matt Ryan takes them. Yeah. So going Chris I have no problem with Chris Lundstrom at fourteen. It's it's to a, me
2: it's just a little high. It's, but a, it's a touch fine. high, but it's we're fine.
1: talking about a world where Garrett Bradbury got taken eighteenth and we were both totally fine with it. And so Chris Lundstrom going at fourteen is like
2: whatever. I mean that's the problem though. You took him ahead of Bradbury. Again, okay, right. Don't pick nits. We can live with it. Right, we're fine. like that's
1: that's a pick where it's like, yeah,
2: we're talk, you're talking four spots, you know, like right. whatever. Sure. sure, had they
1: taken Bradbury, I'd feel exactly the same about the pick. Yeah, no. And right. then uh, the trading up for Caleb McGarry, I just raw don't not totally convinced he's going to help them immediately. It's
2: a right tackle in the top thirty-one.
1: Uh, right, and
2: uh, I would have much rather Risner. I'm right, just telling you. Right. I would have told you that ahead of time. Uh, I mean, had could, the Broncos walking,
1: not selected Walking out of with with Lindstrom and Risner for them would have been a,
2: Oh yeah. would have been such a great first round because mm-hmm.
1: the combination of versatility and and you're still getting two offensive linemen, you're two
2: ass kickers, great character. Right. Like, right.
1: Both of them both of them just mm-hmm. there was synergy there and going with Caleb McGarry felt like a step back. Yeah, and you know hey, what? maybe the guy ends up great, and we're we're dumb. Oh, a
2: hundred percent. And that, then they don't have any day two picks because of this,
1: right? That's how important Caleb McGarry was to them was that they moved Jeez. way up, gave up all that capital,
2: right? You could have just stayed put and basically got yourself Risner.
1: This is what I'm saying, man. It just yeah, no, it's an overdraft. It just didn't feel great. It's an like, overdraft. I thought I thought Kendall Sheffield in the fourth round was okay.
2: I mean, it's a real gamble on upside. I get it, but one eleven, 11 there were better options like, uh, exactly, like
1: the Penn State guy. This is exactly my problem with their draft. It's a gamble on upside. So is Caleb McGarry, and so is their next fourth-round pick,
2: who I it love. Is a, but...
1: It is a gamble on upside. Yeah. When your entire draft is a gamble on upside, yeah. you get what Denver had with Bulls and Walker and Carlos oh. Henderson. Yeah. Or that, and, and, and Brendan the, Langley. And the entire yeah. thing blows up in your face.
2: Those top four picks were uh, rough.
1: Well, and then I mean after that it didn't get any better with Isaiah McKenzie, who just couldn't hold on to the ball. Like could do everything else that you wanted from him.
2: And the other Henderson.
1: Yeah, right. Another guy I mean, what? Everybody was really upset and now he's like
2: Small School Gamble. The balling.
1: seventh guy on the Jets running back
2: depth I, chart. I do like Jordan Miller and their system that Seattle style defense as an outside press yeah. corner. But like when you're right, when you're um,
1: getting into the first pick and now they're their fifth round pick,
2: right? Those are the two best picks, yeah,
1: right? And you're like, hey, and it's not like a major steal. It's not a major upside play, right? Like he's Jordan Miller's solid, and I like him. But yeah,
2: no, it's a team with two hard. first rounders and zero prospects that I had ranked in the top thirty. They do come away with three of my top hundred, salvaging the grade to a C minus. But yeah, it wasn't a great haul. But how the they college. got there mattered. Yeah, giving up no, giving up right.
1: day d- all of your day two. To yeah. get there, and it's yeah. like...
2: Uh, no, you cut your legs out from under you, basically. Um, this is a... I, I want to name this class before you name your next one because I know we diverge on this. To me, the Colts, you could look at their draft and say mm-hmm. they did a good job. Um, I, I know I watched there. They had a great series where cameras followed around through the draft process and the final episode is them drafting, they were ecstatic with their top four picks. And I get it from their point of view. I just think with three second rounders, five picks in the top 110, which is Mm -hmm. where I had my third round graded players, that tier ended at like 110, 111. Mm -hmm. You come away with zero guys in my top 50. That's problematic to me. To me, you're lacking star power there. Now they do get four in my top hundred, but that's what you were supposed to do, right? When you
1: had that many picks, right? You have three second round picks, and you traded like they traded out of the first to continue to uh, accumulate more, right.
2: right? And they do get a future second rounder, but again, in my grades, I don't take that into account. It's <clears> ultimately <throat> a D plus because Rakiasin, 34th overall, that's high to me. Ben Banagood, that's a workout warrior. I was I've been waiting for him to come along. All year, didn't happen, um, and for top 50 to me is just ridiculous for him. Paris Campbell, I love the pick of Paris Campbell. I think they should switch their linebacker picks. Banigou and Bobby? hmm Yeah, and... It the- would have been high for both of them, but... Listed here is Robert Okareque. That's that's what I'm hey, That's Bobby, what I'm talking about. Bobby. Bobby is
1: a, it's a nickname for Robert.
2: Hey, no, I I get it, but it's just funny to do this to mess with people like <laughs> a week after the draft. Bobby Okareque, I've been talking him up all year. He's yeah. fine. He's got some holes in a game, but he's fine. Maybe it, a little it, redundant with Darius Leonard, but would have been fine. Would
1: have been high in the second round there, where Ben Banner was taken. But yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. A player. Right. And Paris Campbell, I think, is a great pick. I do. I like him in, his, in this system. I wouldn't have liked him in others. The um, biggest
1: problem with Paris Campbell is that he has boat for hands.
2: <coughs> that's for my benefit, people. Um, <laughs> yeah, now they have T.Y., though, that's the deep threat. Devin mm-hmm. Funches, possession guy outside. For and one year. Paris can be that guy behind the line of scrimmage, the east-west guy. Yeah. That creates yak. so I'm fine with it. Um, and Marvell Tell, who I liked as a pick later on. I really did. So, you know, it's a fine draft, but I thought they really could have knocked it out the park, and I think they missed a huge opportunity. Zero guys in my top fifty is a problem. When you have two picks in the top fifty, that's. I an like issue Rocky
1: to Sin me. a lot more than you do. So that pick, I have no, I have no problems with.
2: I just think he's still unpolished, and for as much as we everyone talks up his competitiveness, it's like he wouldn't have to be such a tough competitor if he just shut guys down.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, fair enough. To me, but a
2: top thirty-five pick, you're. You're taking like a shutdown corner not a guy who's like oh he's so feisty and physical
1: yeah like greedy. I would have been happier with greedy
2: hundred percent
1: but I right. like the, I like every the pick. system
2: right. needs their own so I get it and
1: and I loved I loved Paris Campbell I love the Okreque pick uh Marvel tell I was a big fan of I just thought they had I thought I thought it was solid yeah like a good yeah, like, I guess. They got they got better at a lot of positions. Uh, they added some speed. They added some yeah. athletes.
2: Maybe I'm overrating how good their picks are and what they were supposed to do. But
1: I mean, three second rounders you need to, you need to walk out of there. Yeah, with, that's you need what to do I work. Yeah. I mean, Denver had two second rounders, and we're both we thrilled beyond belief. When, oh right, they like killed Like Dalton Wilson and Drew round. Lock, you're, like,
2: you're <laughs> right. You're, you're Tom Brady wandering around looking for high fives <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, you're like Clayton Thorson's brother um oh that was <coughs> cold oh man cold so my god i put on the radio after that day and they were talking about it so great So cold. please if you don't know what we're talking about go look up clayton thorson denying his brother a hug twice twice the second
1: one was the because like oh it was like the girlfriend or the wife or the mom whatever who was yeah, first? Yeah. And he was like all right i get that right fair and fair. then he returns to him and then it was like denied for the other brother <laughs> And that was the one where it was like, oh.
2: Little bro's like leaning in for the hug and everything. Oh. It just got denied. It was amazing. Your final um, your final underwhelming draft class. Well, we have the same final class. Now, we should mention the Chiefs are in this, but we've talked about them already. Right. One. I mean, uh, are you going to use the Giants? Oh, no, please. I have the Seahawks in mind.
1: Uh, well you know see i feel like seattle's unfair just because they're gosh they they live on their own planet
2: well i know but that's then if you're going to live on your own planet then trade out of the first 2 days for like a million future picks just dominate mm. day 3 with the guys you love and do you don't like kind of what they did. Don't reach on L. J. Collier, Marcus well, they, Blair they in the top from, two rounds. They
1: went from yeah, that's not great. Th- those are two
2: top fifty
1: picks, man. Like they went from like four picks to what like like nine or ten.
2: Yeah, I mean that was great. They had to do that. Yeah, and they did a good job of that. But No,
1: I It comes down we'll to leave, who you leave pick. The Giants alone. I'm going to talk about the other New York team, who I thought.
2: There you go. There like you go. Quentin yeah. Williams,
1: crushed it. Yep, great so, pick. Took maybe the guy who will end up as the best player out of this draft. Maybe. Like, the guy is awesome.
2: I hope so, since I had him ranked as such.
1: (laughs) But, Ja'Kai Polite, like, I get that they're taking a home run swing on an edge guy. Like, they passed up on the edge guy at at three. They had no second rounder, so they had to wait. And so, hey, it's an upside play. I get that. Yeah. But then the rest of their draft, Mm -hmm. what you guys doing?
2: It's a lot of... Like, like singles up the middle. Right, like truly like, Doga doesn't do anything for me. No, he's at best, like, uh, a solid starting guard. Like His tape at USC was never impressive. He helped himself in the draft process, but eh. And then, I mean, Trevon, Trevon Wesko. Trevon Wesco was a bad pick. He's basically a fullback at 121.
1: Right, and, I mean.
2: Blake Cashman, good pick at 157, but.
1: My problem with Blake Cashman was they spent all the money imaginable on that position yeah and then you turn around and you use and it's like a fifth round pick so you're not like right 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 right." but like you you went out and you targeted that position in free agency and spent a ton of money on it why are you still drafting it yeah like did you not fix the problem now you're now you're putting all that cap space and draft picks towards that one position
2: i mean i I think at that point it was a good value pick they needed to add picks to me because had they added picks and still pick these guys and then you mix in a couple others, it wouldn't look nearly as bad. I mean, West Coast is gonna be a bad pick.
1: West and Coast. that's not and that's not a position thing. That's not me hating on the tight end. I'm taking a tight end in the fourth round is exactly what I'm saying. You should but be doing he's really more but fullback. As that dude, right. Yeah. That's a fullback.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's a bad pick.
1: I mean that's a that's a fullback with inconsistent hands and really, really you're very blah about that
2: guy. Yeah, no, totally. Um Yeah. Yeah, no, I I agree with it. For me it's it's a C at best. You had three top hundred picks, that's basically what they came away and with.
1: And I mean like you're talking I get the Sam Darnold thing and you know, hey, comes at a price. Mm-hmm. Well the, you know, this is where they paid that piper. Yeah. And you could have done better. You could have done better with the, the guys available at each spot. It just didn't it just didn't feel like they got much. Mm-hmm. Because if you know, Quinn and Williams, it's basically Quinn and Williams and a whole bunch of prayers. <coughs> Yeah. Like, if, Jack, if, ja- if, ja- if Ja'Kai Polite turns into a, a star... Right, what then he
2: showed in stretches on tape at Florida.
1: Then you knock this out of the park, and you're not worrying at all about it. You got two mm-hmm. stars on your defensive line, which should be dominant, by the way. Like, that line yeah. should Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that if line you should
2: nailed Polite, this could be a, a Jaguars-like draft, where it's like, right. you got your edge rusher and your dominant interior defensive line. It sets up. Good on you. Um, yeah. So, I think... I don't think I need to even go in depth on um, Seattle yeah. more than we have already. Uh, What's our question of the week? Question of the week is, who's your favorite pick of the Broncos draft class? Which I think is a nice uh, nice little debate. We have uh, Ana Luisa Figueiredo. I know she's one of our Brazilian listeners. Uh, she's great. She. I must go with Risner. He's an awesome homegrown guy and is also really good. He was the only one I was. pleased be Risner when the pick was about to come. I love Fant, Locke, and Jones as well, but Risner has it. We get a Winfrey with no explanation, which uh, that's that is a hot take right Found there. Found the Juan Winfrey burner account. Yeah, Sam Taylor. Good, thanks. good for you. Thanks,
1: thanks for subscribing, Juan Winfrey. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. Or just participating on the Twitter discussion—that's fine too. Or, or the guy that
1: you know like grew up with him or right 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 his like was his best, best friend. friend yeah <laughs> in high school <coughs>
2: excuse me the great ryan clayman says the second round picks can't fault you for that i mean it's kind of cheating it it is but that is the strength of the draft um texas broncos says risner mm-hmm. something about him opening holes for Lindsey gives me goosebumps and i'm not even from colorado um yeah Wow, uh, not lots, a Colorado native? Lot, right? Texas Bronco. I I'm surprised. Right. Um lots of riseners here. We got a Drew people right there. Now we got a few Drew locks. Drew lock uh Dominic Singlo says Drew lock after being rumored to go at 10 for all the mock draft season and us getting him at 42 there's no beating that. You know from a value standpoint. My argument is Draymond Jones. I went back to look at my mid-season big board version. He was 20th in my yeah. rankings. You liked him a lot more than I did. I did. I, I love the he flashes. Was, every time you brought up Draymond I loved Jones, the flashes. I just
1: kept saying, yeah, in the third round. I know. In the third round.
2: Honestly. I know. No, he was. He ended up, even with the disappointing combine and everything, he was still my 42nd rank. I
1: coach. had to leave right before they made that pick, and I was driving... Uh, to the abs watch party yeah and so i was listening to the radio when they made that pick and they announced it and i was like come on draymond come on draymond i thought you would have been so proud of me that i was that excited about Draymond. that was
2: big time stuff we have a drew um risner i cheered loud at the bar when this pig came in risner again can't lie it's lock love risner too big dalton uh risner least favorite watson oh yeah I didn't think uh, Dakota Watson counted as a draft pick, but... Fair uh, point. There's a fair I mean, point from like David a, Freeze there. He's like 31. Yeah. Um, another Risner. Can't wait to see him knocking dudes down. Come on. Gotta be Risner. You just listen to him talk and your chest swells up and tears come to your eyes. Um, Christian Conway. Interesting point. No pick by itself absolutely amazed me, but when you look at them all together, it z- adds up to a solid draft. If I had to choose one, I would choose Locke just because of the value and possible future benefits that come from the second-round pick. Um, another Christian Ashley says, easy, our future drew Locke, and another Locke. So seems like the day two guys really got all the love. I say give some love to Draymond Jones. No fans in there. Interesting. Jones is your guy? He's your mm-hmm. He's your answer to that? He's my best value pick. Okay. That's, I mean, that's just how I analyze have, a draft is from a, a value. My favorite, my favorite would be Locke, who was my highest ranked player of the world, Okay. Of the group we got. Okay. Who would yours gotta be? Risner. Yeah. Second quarterback, second round quarterbacks have
1: panned out. Like, like two of the last thirty have turned into like real players. So.
2: Oh, that's not nice to uh,
1: say. I'm just, I'm just saying. If it happens, then awesome. Brett Farf and Drew Brees, bro. I mean Derek Carr. Like if they get Derek Carr out of Drew Locke, I'll be thrilled. Oh boy.
2: Oh boy, way to pour freezing water. <laughs> well, over I'm, my I'm, head. <laughs> I
1: love the I love the pick and I love the value. It's a proper roll of the dice. Yeah. Without being like one where you're all in, you know, like you oh, had no, to get it right with Paxton Lynch Rick. kind of thing, right? And look, but if we're it, going
2: value, it's Brett Rippin.
1: With their with their oh my god, right. With their with their third pick though, they get a potential quarterback. The I mean, feeling it's great value. absolutely love it. But like, it, yeah, the yeah. history is still against him here. He still sure. has to go out and sure, prove sure, sure. it. Yeah. The league the league has shown themselves that they are right more often about second round quarterbacks than not. In that they weren't worthy of being in the first.
2: So yeah, yeah. No, you, know, you you make a fair point.
1: And and. It's not me hating on it. I've been no, nothing no. I've no. been nothing but excited about the lock picks. It hasn't pick. changed. But when yeah. it comes to my favorite, it's Rizner. The guy can play three different positions for you. And start he's, right away. He's a, he's a plug and play mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that can help you when you inevitably have an injury here, an injury there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's and and the attitude, the accountability, all of it. Everything everything about that pick, it was it was the right time, right place, right yep. guy, right position. It was perfect. I mean they just They got out of their way, and they 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 made the easy call. It was an easy. There was a reason everybody was really excited about it. Yeah, no, yeah, and it wasn't even so much like like sure, it helps. You know. Yeah, it, it helps that. He's like from here, and it's like a cool like local story, you know. Yeah, but I mean, but I mean, forget local. Right, like you're not using a top fifty pick to feel good about yourself. No, you know? no you're no. trying to you you're you're doing it because you found a player. Yeah, and he is. Yeah, and that's For sure. that's what I like about it
2: is that it brings there's an attitude there. Right. You know, oh, and and there's you're definitely s- an attitude. Right, and and he, I think people saying, are underrating his upside because once you convert him inside, there is a lot of upside. Right, like the guy, the guy could be an upper echelon mm-hmm. guard.
1: And yeah, or, or you, center, you, I mean. You put him next to, and, and, and if Juwan James pans out, if Garrett Bowles' second half is not a mirage, yeah. and he's able to repeat that and turn that into a normal player.
2: Right, and take his game to the next level right. under Munchak, yes.
1: Absolutely. Like, if those things work out, then all of a sudden you have the makings of a really good offensive line.
2: Right, with a great run game, the quarterback of the future, and, right. and some and other nice pieces on the skill positions. Like, you
1: keep that quarterback of the future upright. Mm-hmm. And you block well for your your star running back.
2: Yeah. Right. Right. Totally. I mean, for
1: me it was just it was a pick that needed to happen and like I was so high on I, I would have been fine if had they drafted offensive line first and second round. I was I was so into the idea of it, right? Right. Um that they just it just has such a trickle down effect. Yeah. You know, that I mean it helps it helps your passing game and mm-hmm. your run game and everything else. Well like and the you, rest of the line. Right. And, yeah. and like you could talk about the skill positions, you need these guys. Right, and those, right, right. But like having a good offensive line is one, it's rare in, in this version of the NFL. And two, it's just it provides you so much benefit everywhere. Yeah. That it's like for me, build that and then worry about the rest
2: later, right? I'll tell you what, since Fant was on the list, you know what Fant is the answer to He's the pick that most alters game the game plan for the Broncos on Sundays. He opens up so much and is really playing into that chess game of, are you going to play sub against us or are you going to play in base because we've got two tight ends but one is really a wide receiver level. So that's that's there's a little fan love for you guys to finish that off. We will be back next week. We're going to figure out exactly what we want to talk about um stay put for a few more draft wrap pieces like the how draft picks um in this draft alter game plans in the afc maybe no offense we'll get a mention we'll see uh so yeah andre simone aj haefeli thanks for listening along guys before signing off we just want to give a plug to our good friends live well live well enlightened health is your go-to dispensary for the best deals on the highest quality cannabis products. Member of LiveWell's free rewards program have access to $30 pre-weigh half ounces and $60 pre-weigh ounces every day. LiveWell has 16 locations across Colorado from the four corners all the way up to Fort Collins with six locations in the Denver area. Visit livewell.com BSN for all of the most up-to-date sales and promotions. That's LiveWell spelled L-I-V-W-E-L-L dot com slash b s n thank you for listening we'll catch you next week